I don't know. I, I I don't think I don't think I use it very strongly in my work. Is what I will say. I don't think that I yeah. use too much of my of my cultural heritage in my work, and that's probably comes from being, again, you know, ha- coming from lines of family where it's like mm, we talk less about it, or you know, right. um, it's we're here now. We're American. You know what I mean? Um, Eita, Brasil. Tá comigo? New York, I know you have Yeah. What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of La Mezcla. Uh, my name is Adrian Burke, uh, the creator and host of the show. I'm so happy to have you here um, on another episode of La Mezcla. If you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, follow the show at La Mezcla Pod on Instagram and on Facebook. And there will be a Twitter and a website soon. I'm saying this to keep myself accountable. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's get into this week's guest. Our guest this week is the dope as hell, John Fardsworth. Uh, I was so excited to have John on the show. I've known him for a while, and um, it was just really nice to reconnect with him on a social level, aside from having him as a guest on the show. Um, I'm realizing that that this show has, in the pandemic, increasingly just become a way for me to feel genuine human connection again, and it was really nice to feel that with John. Uh, John is a really, really cool um, comedian, musician, multi-hyphenate artist of, of mixed heritage, including Mexican, Lebanese heritage. Uh, we had a really great wide-ranging conversation, um, including a little bit of uh, a little bit of NBA talk towards the end of the episode. If there is anybody that listens to the show who happens to be a big NBA fan, you'll enjoy the last five minutes of this one. Um, uh, but you can catch uh, John producing so much work right now, including Tall Boys, which is a, a weekly roundup show that he releases online. Um, the Honeymoon Phase is his comedy band that he hosts a, a show with when a pandemic is not happening, um, and he also hosts a live stream uh, comedy variety show called the great outdoors which is by far one of the best live stream pandemic shows that i've seen and you have to check it out so without further ado here's my conversation with john farnsworth dude what's up man <laughs> i'm so, so happy you're here, man. here glad to be here yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, so let's you. um it's been way too long it's crazy because I feel like you're somebody who, when the world was open, I mean, I feel like it tapered off towards like once we were getting closer to the pandemic, but we used to see each other a good bit. And now I feel like I haven't seen you in five years. Pretty regularly, like if not like uh, it's something we both knew we were going to be at, just like randomly around like the circle of New York is just wide like that. And yeah, I mean, just to yeah, just to. Just to start off this this show on the most inside baseball thing possible, I just like I feel like I'm at John Michael's apartment circa 2016 right now. Oh baby, yes, you are right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna play a board game. We're gonna do mm-hmm, something right mm-hmm, now. We're just mm-hmm. And that is a shout out to a man who will almost definitely not listen mm-hmm. to this. But okay, uh, John, let's uh, let's start it the way I start. He never, he will not hear a word of this. No. Definitely not. Definitely not. Let's just uh, <laughs> let's just do the. Um, this is how I always start it. So it's just introduce yourself to my listeners, who I affectionately call my mom's friends, and just um, tell us who you are, where you're from, and what your um, what your mix is. Oh yeah, hey mom's friends. Um, uh, oh, so my name is John John Farnsworth. Um, uh, I I have such a fucking all over the place mix, but mostly mm-hmm. what I will say that mostly is is Mexican and Lebanese. Um, so yeah, my mother is, um, 
you know, she's just fully Mexican, grew up in California, uh, a little farming town out there. And my father is, um, he's just like mostly Lebanese, a little dash of Italian in there, I think. Who knows? It's like very Mediterranean, the whole thing, mm-hmm. the whole situation. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's that's the mix that we got going on. I'm, yeah. Nice. And you're a California so kid? All over the place. Very. Oh, you bet I am. Honestly, too much, actually. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I'm over here in New York and I'm like, this is obnoxious. I need to stop talking about where I'm not anymore. Uh, so you yeah. talk, you feel, you yeah, feel that you talk about Cali too much. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And I'm going to more like <laughs> this whole time, but yeah, no. Um, yeah. I mean, I just grew up there. Like, you know, it was like the foundational experience until I moved here. I've never lived anywhere else except for there and here. So, yeah, you know, I kind of bring all of that sensibility here with me um, into, you know, anything that I do. which where because as a new yorker as like kind of a lifelong new yorker i feel like we have nothing but stereotypes about california people like are there any stereotypes you feel like you can dispel off rip right now um i was like first of all which ones do people still think of us as anymore i forget you know like is it like valley girl stuff like or like surfer stuff because that's all out the window that was like 90s that's gone now uh and then like being very chill i feel like is a stereotype yeah i think it's us. like i think it's like a certain and like laid backness and like that. a weed obsession for uh, sure horrendous right which i feel like people have told me that i have mm-hmm. but i do not feel like i have that got it like got i'm it. like uh erotic my brain is always fucking going so i'm like i'm not chill at all in the least bit so very new york qualities mind, guys <laughs> very new york uh, qualities honestly that's why i think it's i feel like it's why i ended up here where i'm just like this pace here oh this is good frenetic i get that i can operate there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so tell me about like the the town you grew up in and you said northern Mm -hmm. california right right i mean yes so i think that's where it the difference comes from is that, that i'm from sacramento california you may know it from uh, the popular films like Lady Bird. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's like a weird, it's like a very weird place. Like people, uh, I don't tell people like I'm from Sacramento. I'm just like, I'm from California, you'll get it. But Sacramento is the most bizarre city in America, I think. It's like the most weird, beautiful, strange place. It's like an absolute farming town that like thinks it's a real city and it's just in the shadow of the major cities there and so it Mm -hmm. like we're like striving constantly to be like no look at me it's cool i swear i feel like the Um, i feel like the east coast analogy of that is like it has jersey vibes kind of it's a little bit of like the chip on the shoulder of like yo we're just as good as you big cities yes but like we don't even have like like jersey does have like sneaky cool shit i feel like Mm-hmm. we're like sacramento's like just now starting to fight and be like i swear artists come from here i promise because <laughs> it's I like swear, it's, Sac- please, Sacram- Greta's. it's like a it's like an industry city right like that type of shit like kind of blue collar like fully farms got it's it fully oh. farms it used to be it's in the middle of a it's in the middle of a big ass valley and it's like fully just like flat farmland and so it like it can't decide if it's like wants to be country or it like wants to be a city. Mm-hmm. And so there's this weird blend that you get there. And then it's also trash. Got it. 
Got it's it. like a Got total it. it's a total like <laughs> methed out bizarre weird place um that i like ride for uh every day all all the time i'm always like Sacramento, have you heard about it hell yeah hell yeah so how so about like you in the sacramento kings um, <laughs> yo De'Aaron fox man they got a good team you got a good team all-star this year mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. We, we just we're gonna do it this year i swear to god i'm desperately trying not to let this become uh, a, a basketball podcast but i really want it to be one sometimes just an nba hour we could totally do that that's like <laughs> I, for another podcast that and i would happily do it and i would happily do it um so how about so you said your yes. mom your mom's the mexican yeah, no, one right? um yes yes she is yeah so um so she grew up in this little tiny town like we're talking like 400 people just north of sacramento also in the valley mm-hmm. and um you know <laughs> yeah basically you know her parent her you know she worked in fields and her parents did and like you know what i mean like they they all mm-hmm. picked fruit and stuff you know what i mean i was just like back in the 50s or whatever you if you lived in california and you lived in a little farm town in the middle that was very 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 white mm. you know you just blended right in and that was the castros you know what i mean like they just kept a very low profile um and i feel like yeah she's just so small town like coming from something you know, there's like 400 people that live there wow like now yeah jeez. Uh, yeah so it's just like this it's a blip you like drive through it and it's gone um gridley gridley california shouts out um shouts out gridley california yeah so she's the mexican one um yeah hit hit him up <laughs> get him on the on the board of tourism <laughs> number one attraction here uh yeah so um yeah and she how grew did, up there and then how you did know, your parents to, how did your parents meet truly they were um like i don't want to say that they were like different for their generation but like they i don't know they kind of like they didn't get like married young you know uh-huh. they like got married when they were like my age now which is like mm. i feel like back then when the in the you know 70s that was like very late totally so they were like they just like you know both of them you know they came to the big city which was sacramento and just like had friends and like they just met through like a group of friends like it was all just like oh so and so was friends with so and it was like that classic thing you know they probably even got hooked up by their friends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they don't have like a real like cute meeting story or anything i think word, they were kind word. of like it's time all right yeah <laughs> word, we did, we did it now it's time to do the kids thing let's go and do you have siblings yeah uh my dad grew up there oh yeah yeah i got two sisters amanda amy how you doing got it, one got older it. one younger i'm the middle child Ooh, okay yeah. that's that interesting it's colored my life how yeah. do you feel how do you feel that it's colored your I life i love middle children uh, you know, you just end up being like the like, I'm pulling everybody together. You just kind of mm. end up whether you want to or not being like, Oop, okay, every, you're coming. Oh, zip. Mm. it's kind of like a, you just end up being like the gravitational pull that like keeps things together. To um, use a, that's the egotistical way that we to use an NBA term, you're you you become the glue guy. 
Yeah, I'm the glue. Exactly. The middle child. That's the glue guy of the family. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Got it. Thank Love you. it. And how much, how, how much was the, how much, if at all, was the, was the Mexican heritage or culture like incorporated into your upbringing? Was it sort of like subtle and were more like an assimilated American family or was it like kind of present there? I mean, I will say that definitely assimilation hit them like a Mack truck. Absolutely. Mm. Um, I mean, my grandmother, so, so basically as I was growing up, my grandfather was, he, he was, he was much older than my grandmother. Uh, I think, I think again, most of the, most of the Mexican influence came through from my grandmother. Um, she, you know, she came from Mexico. She's from Guadalajara and, mm. um, you know, my grandfather, I didn't really, he had Alzheimer's like very advanced Alzheimer's and was much older than my grandma. So I kind of like met him every time I met him, you know? Wow. I was like, I was like six and he was like 92 and was already like, kind of like, Oh, that's my, sure. That's my grandson. But, uh, him and my grandmother lived down South, uh, in a little town called Merced. Um, Mm -hmm. so I mean the whole Valley is very, very Mexican. So she lived down there and I would go spend, you know, a month of the summer with her. And like, we would just, you know, kind of lived together for a while. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, she, she loved to cook. So like, I, you know, I've learned her recipes and like, she was just this absolutely uh, <laughs> just fabulous Mexican old lady. Like, I mean, like everything was tr- like velour-y track suits, you know? Oh, like, I love it. It was like, she was like, she was like very glamorous, but like in a very like golden girls type of way. But like, uh-huh. um, you know, she liked, she liked her. She was very vain. I loved her. Um, I'll tell you right now. Uh, my abuelita has never worn a velour tracksuit in her life. I guarantee you <laughs> Never that. one time. I, I mean, I think that. these were probably, I think these were probably way cheaper than I'm making them sound. Yeah, I yeah. think they just like that she had a, she had like a, uh, the 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 je ne sais quoi you know what I mean I think she yeah, like, yeah. had the style to her um, it has vague like Carmela Soprano vibes to me a little bit it's it's very that it's very like yeah it was very like little you know little gold necklaces yeah I mean always had a always had a perfectly circular perm you know she was kind mm. of I mean she definitely listen she definitely did want to be she wanted to be white very bad let me tell you that much oh I, mean... I, I think so she that's very much a thing with with latin grandparents that's very much i mean absolutely i mean she was uh, you know she was um she was like half indigenous and half like bosque actually Mm. was her specific thing which i think you know coming from i think that's like why she left because there was you know i mean even in mexico at the time we're talking like very bottom of the social order you know what i mean like she was like very very persecuted and she always had that always had a complex you know what i mean i think it's uh, pretty classic you know she came here and was very much like no i'm gonna i'm 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 here now you know right right i'm not going back you know and i had to learn so i i had to learn so many secrets on my own you know i mean even the even the fact that that your even the fact that your parents were exposing you to your grandparents and having you spend that time like that exposure i just from doing this show like I've heard stories of people who like didn't even get exposed to that that section of their family and in so doing like the assimilation meter just like goes to a million you know what I mean it is it's a it's a fucking mind fuck (laughs) sorry for if I swear too much on the podcast oh are you I literally Um, I curse so much on this show and it's probably it's probably making me make slightly less money off the ads but I really don't care (laughs) 
that's that's a that's a sacrifice we're willing to make for a couple 100%, of hundred percent a hundred percent i want to make it clear to my audience yeah i make no money off of this show i truly and i think it's so funny i truly like once every four months get a check for literally three dollars and it always makes me laugh <laughs> i love it oh yes mm-hmm. we love comedy we love comedy checks that are comically yes. small we love it's love so love funny. I literally have one of them up on my wall. I think I, I think it's hilarious. I just got a check from, um, uh, it's it wasn't a check, but it was in my bank account from Bandcamp uh-huh. for uh, seventy two cents. You made money off of Bandcamp though. That's honestly impressive. Ooh, baby. <laughs> that means somebody bought it, bought the track to listen to over. I know, I know. God. <laughs> listen, they're good. I will say that Bandcamp mm-hmm. is good about giving people their money. Just only one person bought one thing so that was else was like oh, i can listen to it for free hi humans who are listening to this um here's a rare moment well not so rare moment where my wi-fi was so bad that i couldn't edit around this gap in audio so uh that's it back into the episode cool um, so where were we we were <laughs> oh we were talking about the old assimilation meter the right 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 right, right, right. The so how about why don't we talk about like school and shit like growing up in the town that you did like what kind of social circles you were running in what was the kind oh, of man. demo like i know you mentioned it was a pretty white town that your mom grew up in but i don't know much about sacramento like demographic wise so sacramento is super diverse actually and it's also one of the most integrated cities in america mm-hmm. um like it's not just diverse but people also live all over the place um so i mean you know listen a, a typical mexican i went to catholic school you bet i did mm-hmm. for elementary oh, shit. um until my until my parents could not afford it anymore because it's very expensive <laughs> mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean that was you know i think that colored a lot of my experience growing up just going to catholic school you have to you know you have to go to church x amount of times a day or uh, times a week, excuse me. Oh my god! <laughs> not <multiple laughs> I um, was like, I was like, what? <laughs> Shit! Oh, well, uh, that's not what I've heard about that, John. What the hell? School? I mean, both sides of my family are Catholic, but my immediate family, we pretty, we fairly, we. I don't know how to phrase this. We didn't really give a shit, but like, we kind of did the You're absolute right, yes. bare minimum. Were you like, was your yes, family the like Easter and Christmas it? Catholics? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. That's a that's a good that's a classic. Um. That's a classic stereotype of Catholic. Um, yeah, so um, I think that was also a, a, a. I think my parents were kind of always, and maybe my whole family has kind of always been striving to like fit into something else that doesn't, isn't really there for them. You know, mm. I think that was my parents' attempt at being like, we're sending our kids to like a Catholic school, even though all of the other classmates had like very very wealthy parents. My parents were like, we work seventy five hours a week. And you stay with your grandma all the time and we just barely put you through it uh but that's that's a status symbol for us you know what i mean to like send somebody to a good catholic school you know yeah, it's very it's, like it's very chasing important. that that belonging it's chasing that feeling of belonging absolutely and especially with you know with churches they often end up being such like a source of community mm-hmm. you know um but we you know we never really got that like it was it was always clear that we were outside of that even me with the kids in class and my parents with the parents you know what i mean um mm-hmm. which is why you know we stopped after like sixth grade i was like get me out of here please let me go meet some real people my god 
I'm glad you made you it know, out. These rich people don't respect us. I don't know what you want. Like, it's yeah. not going to happen. Ugh, God, yeah, I did. And, and, and you know, typical uh, went to Catholic school as a kid, not Catholic anymore. Immediately. I mean, that also you tracks. Know, that definitely tracks. Never really. <laughs> yes. I, I remember, well, it was also because it was a kind of a good school. So they were like also teaching us science. Okay. And I was like, well, I don't know, Weird. guys. You're kind of kind of teaching me two different things at the same time. And I'm going to go with that one, actually. I don't think yeah. I don't think that man came back from the dead. I'll just say it. I'll say it. <laughs> well, that's kind of like a rare blessing from a Catholic school to actually like teach you some like credible science. Yeah, yeah. They like it was bare minimum. I let me let me say this. It was bare sure. minimum. Like they were sure. definitely just like some people say there's evolution. <laughs> we're not gonna and i just on my own was like let me hear about that i'll figure that out yeah. what's going yeah. on there and then after uh, catholic school you went into but yeah i mean yeah i sure did i went to Miraloma high school which is um it's part of it's part of the rio americano school district okay. uh which was like they're like it was like sacramento's well sacramento it's it's a mexican town you know what i mean it's named after mm -hmm after the sacrament it's a catholic place baby um mm -hmm. it's on the whole mission it's on the whole mission uh stops um yeah the miraloma it's barely is means anything in spanish i've looked it up where i'm just like i guess it sort of means like look at the hill yeah. kind of it's very you know um yeah exactly just uh whatever um, i mean my my abuela and... in peru in lima she lives in a neighborhood called Miraflores, which is like the same thing. It's like, look at flowers. It's not really like a direct mm, beautiful, translation. Beautiful. No, no, no. And I don't think they planned on that. I don't think, I don't think they thought that through in the name of the San Juan <laughs> School District Schools. Uh, mm -hmm. um, it, I mean, I don't know. It was, I was, uh, I was like a, a total shithead in high school. I mean, I was like a stoner, mm -hmm. skater, like yeah. i mean i was like already it was bad i was like already doing psychedelic drugs when i was like 14 like way Yo, earlier than you john let's go let's go as yeah someone, yeah yeah it was as, as someone who enjoys uh, a certain amount of psychedelic drugs in their life like sure do. the idea of doing it at 14 is terrifying to me <laughs> dude like my brain was developing terrifying like it, <laughs> like it never got put back together correctly like it was <laughs> I'm I'm just like still there some days where I'm just like mm -hmm, yeah all right I'm good, right. <laughs> I can just like exercise and listen to music and I get it I'm good I'm here. Right right right. Um, were you were you but, into the arts at all yeah, or was, was it mostly just like smoking weed and skating? Well, that was like the first two years I was just like I'm gonna be a piece of shit and then the clear trajectory for me was like if you keep doing this, you're not going to graduate high school. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, I can't do that. I guess I actually can't do that. Right, right, right. So this school had like, it was such a have and have not school. That's uh, his story of my life. It's all haves and have nots right next to each other. And like, mm -hmm. there was uh, there was these, um, it was this very, there was like a special program with like a ton of weighted classes. It was called International Baccalaureate. And, IB. Um, I've heard of IB classes. Yes, I've heard of it. You know IB. You know about it. And um, I basically had to like furiously take as many of them as I could to get myself to having like a three point two GPA by the time oh, I graduated. Shit. And in doing that, I started taking like theater classes as electives. And wow, 
then you know did the school plays did the whole uh, yeah exactly fully became a hybrid stoner theater kid i love it when you uh, see before you today yes i love it when like interest in i love it when interest in the arts comes out of sheer panic <laughs> just like the panic yeah of yeah absolutely. this was that yeah it's <laughs> like and also just like what's the easy one? Oh, sure that'll be easy oh i like yes. it oh okay yes. awesome yes so it was theater then. it was very that much was that, that. i had a you know yeah it was theater and oh god and my it was i remember it very vividly it was like my my junior year of high school and some teacher was just like you you're you, you're funny you should do you need to do improv comedy oh and they god. gave me oh the truth god. in comedy book when i was in high <gasps> school oh yeah yeah i read it i ate it up man i was in um yeah. yes yes um those all, early you know, moments like, when like, somebody tells my, you that you're my... funny. I remember all of my early moments when somebody told me I was funny. Like those are the most like oh, absolutely like just the selfish, like attention seeking comic that I am. I was just like, oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> and oh, and then all the kids are laughing. Oh, you're right. You're right, Mrs. <laughs> I don't remember what her name was. I don't even remember what that teacher's name was. Shout out to She was only teacher. there for one semester. Shouts out, shouts out to Mrs. Mm, I don't remember. Booth? I don't remember. I'll figure it out later. <laughs> um, but yeah, but all my other friends like dropped out of high school. Mm. Like all of like that was like my my circle of friends was just like me and all the like shithead kids who like smoked weeds, skated around, and like did mushrooms and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I kept being. I'm still friends with many of them. They're great. You know, they all love the Grateful Dead now to a person. Word. I mean, that definitely tracks. <laughs> It tracks, it tracks. It's, so where did you, makes uh, a lot so of after, sense. so you managed to graduate high school, congratulations. Uh, I did, I sure did. What did you do <sighs> after Victory. that? Um, so after that, I sort of like um, told myself that I was going to go to college, uh -huh. but like I've never really had any interest in it. I don't know. I I was always so... You were right. I, I <laughs> Yeah, ways, I mean... I in many ways regret going to college. So I like... I, I mean, I, I wish... I wish we could have all done it and not been in debt. You know what I mean? I think I probably would have, but like, I was always like, I'm real bad with money. I can't have debt hanging over my head. Not, not now. And um, so I just totally fucked around at community college for like three years, eh, maybe even four, but I was like, you know, not even really going to classes. I was just doing it to be in the shows. Right. It was like a very flimsy excuse to be in their theater program which was actually like very good we weirdly just had like a very good community college there because it was a, I love that. a theater for all the like major california universities Ooh. um so yeah i mean i met so many people there that i'm i mean and i'm literally still friends with today like that's my little network that i'm still like i know some of them in new york we still do shit together like um yeah. very our very ragtag team you know um so i did that for, for a few years until i realized i was like absolutely wasting away in sacramento and was like i don't know what to do i don't know what i'm gonna do i was sort of like you know had too many days where i was like i don't know i'm drinking a 40 in the afternoon for no reason mm -hmm. i need to leave because that's very it's a very sacramento thing you're like smoking cigarettes at a strip mall you're like fucking like i don't know you're just like parked in your car like having a beer, you know what I mean? Like having a yeah. fucking for it's a horrible, horrible place. But uh, I had to get out. So I, I had to leave and I had a bunch of friends in New York and I'd never been. I just sort friends of was like, cool, Sacramento. that sounds great. 
yeah 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 absolutely yeah friends from college um who had made the jump and were just like yeah i'm doing i'm doing comedy out here i'm doing whatever um and i was like cool yeah whatever sure i'm gone hell yeah and that was like that's like that was like eight years ago man and wow. i absolutely never looked back i i love it here it's new york city man and so so talk, talk to me about that culture shock because i'm always fascinated as somebody like i'm not from new york city but i grew up 20 minutes north of here like it wasn't it wasn't a huge mental shift for me to like do the no. the working artist thing or more accurately the attempting to be a working artist thing here but like i'm always fascinated by people who actually move from across the country or something like what was that adjustment like i know you had people here which helps a lot but what was that like it really made all the difference i was so lucky i moved here and you know right away just through the people that i already knew they had a huge like very very um just like supportive group of people um and i was able to i don't know just like eat to kind of easily get a job get a place to live get on my feet or whatever and it's kind of what i was telling you before like i've never felt very california in some senses like i've never felt super laid back i've always felt a little like eh. and mm-hmm. the second i came here i was like this is actually what i've been waiting for mm. like i've been missing this energy you know i've never had this like this constant drive you know that that can be here obviously right now it's a, a mess but um yeah but the you fucked know, up the thing right the City fucked up thing right now is that mentally it's still there because i almost felt so like i was coming home. to have that mentality you know what i mean yes oh yes yes absolutely yeah. we're all still scrambling and nothing's working we're just like oh, uh-huh. all right okay uh-huh yeah no i i i felt like i was like home honestly in a weird way like i was like yeah this is what i've actually been looking for um hell yeah yeah um so i don't know the answer is like wasn't that shocking it, okay there was some badass but i i definitely like i wasn't prepared for how fully i would like buy in mm. you know where like i when i moved here i'm you know you're 23 i i like just moved across the country i never been so i'm just like hmm, maybe i'm maybe i'm having too much fun right now gotcha, oh no gotcha. this city's <laughs> incredibly fun all the time <laughs> oh shit okay so you know it took me it took me a long time to like get serious you know what i mean mm. about like anything career related or, or what i was doing you know i was kind of like i don't know in retrospect i i always thought i was like fucking around and like not getting shit done you know and just like partying or whatever but, but it it turned out you know because i was working in music venues i was you know i had friends in comedy all over the place i was just like building this huge huge yeah. network that like eventually once i turned my gaze towards what i actually wanted to do would like be there would suddenly be like yes we've been waiting for you let's go and i I think that's Um, that would be excellent advice to give to anybody who like god forbid had just moved to new york before this pandemic or whatever like not that not to necessarily encourage fucking around and partying and like not really focusing on anything productive but like knowing that the time you're putting in socially and the time you're putting in even at your money gigs, whatever, like there will be a point down the line yeah. where those connections you made will coalesce into something that will help you. Well, absolutely. And especially if, I mean, I was uh, always my thing with my money gigs was always like, they will be adjacent, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I always loved music and it actually never dawned on me until a few years ago that I wanted to like even make music and mm-hmm. like, I, it kind of all made, it just like clicked where I was like, oh yeah, this 
is what I've been doing. You know, yeah. it, it's kind of like a lesson in like, just like taking it easy on yourself, you know, and being like, oh, it's hard to figure out what life is and like, absolutely how to make any of this shit work. And nobody really gave us a good rule book. And then they also pulled the ladder up on us. Mm-hmm. So like, take it with take everything slow take it with a grain of salt and like it will come together if you want it to you know that was kind of you know yeah like i said it took me so long to 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 get going but then once you do you realize that like you've been meeting the right people your entire life and yeah and i mean for you that's manifested into like a bunch of like great projects like you have talk to us about like the the music you're making like you have the honeymoon phase right yeah, I mean that was uh, that's the thing I missed the most so bad. Man. That was um, I started that in like, I guess it was like the very beginning of 2019. It feels like four years ago now, but it's yeah. really only been like two. Um, we missed most of the year, but that was like a monthly show that I hosted um, with me and my band. Mm-hmm. We're called the Honeymoon Phase. The show is also just like a night with us, um, and it was like a like a variety show you know kind of mostly focused on comedy though you know we'd have stand-ups we'd have other you know musical comedy acts um i don't know all sorts of weird off shit poetry readings drag whatever we'll do um and you know in between each act we would like you know play just like original comedy songs i had written just like this little four-piece like uh kind of grungy ass sounding band it was i mean uh, in terms of like live it was it was so fulfilling and like yeah you know, really grew a nice little audience quickly that I didn't expect. And it all came from, like you said, those like, uh, just those connections. You know, I reached out to one person here and mm-hmm. they want to play with me. Oh, I want to reach out to one person here. Of course, they'd love to do the show. They do, oh, 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 oh. And then yeah. before you know it, like it's kind of snowballing into something happening. And I mean, I can heavily yeah, relate God, to this exact feeling maybe on a smaller scale, but like with the show that we're on right now, like back when I was able to do the live component of it, which I miss so much but just that because i I remember i remember when i initially was like oh i want to do the live show version of this i was terrified because i was like nobody's gonna give a shit about this whatever all the normal insecurities but then Mm -hmm. i was like oh no i've actually spent the last like two years or at the time or like year and a half at the time like asking people already to be on this show i already have everything i need you know what i mean yeah absolutely and people like whether you know it or not like are seeing you do your thing and so like then when it comes time, like people just come out of the woodworks and they're like, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Oh, I'd love to yeah. see that. And you're like, yeah. oh, wow. How nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean. So so let me, so hold on. Let me, let me ask you a hard hitting Larry King give style. Me the, give me like, the journal interview yeah, question. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how, okay, here we go. Let me prepare myself. John, how, do you, how do you feel as a person of mixed ethnicity, mixed background? How do you feel? That mixedness has informed your voice as an artist. I'm a journalist. Thank you. Oh, nice. Um, I mean, I, I think, I think, I hope it's not a cop-out answer. I think that like my very specific mix and the way that it has been sort of either presented or withheld to me throughout my life has like made me very aware of like when, when I can drop identity away. Mm. you know like when i don't when i don't need to use it um you know obviously i'm a first of all i'm a man so i already have a lot of privilege and you know even even it's uh, some listen if it's the winter uh people do people are like that's a white guy i think i think Mm. 
mm-hmm. and so you know i i've like very i've only very slowly come to like using little bits here and there you know um yeah i mean i think i think for me it's understanding that like it's not that i like don't want to use it at all it's that i'm just like i think i'm i think i'm i think i'm so mixed that i'm kind of away from it you know what i mean i've got like i've got like you know all these parts from the mediterranean it's like middle eastern it's um there's like you know little bits of italian and greek and shit in there and like turkish and all over the place and then mexican indigenous like all over that like it almost be too much to use you know mm-hmm. um where i'm just trying to i'm almost trying to like mine a little bit more of an everyman thing you know like mm-hmm. or like make a new one where i'm like you see it doesn't have to be you can you i can i don't know i i, I don't think I don't think I use it very strongly in my work is what I will say. I don't think that I yeah. use too much of my of my cultural heritage in my work. And that's probably comes from being, again, you know, ha- coming from lines of family where it's like, mm, we talk less about it or, you know, right. uh, um, it's we're here now. We're American. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Well, I, I think it's interesting what you're saying about like the the idea of when because one of the central questions for me, just as an individual artist, but also like the central question of this show that I do is like, I think for people like us who have, who come from like multiple cultures, uh, and I like the phrase you used of like, what did you say, presented and hidden from me? Something like that? Presented and- Withheld or like withheld. dropped away, you know? like Yeah, I think that's a really interesting way to put it. I, and I think that's something any guest on the show could relate to of like, um like for me it's like well when it when am i like allowed to claim a certain xyz identity and like when am i not like the lines can become so blurred so i think for anybody because i know there's like some young like there's some young like mixed artist or something who's listening to this and probably asking themselves the same questions i think it's important for them to hear like it's cool if you just want to make funny shit and just like focus on the, the shit that is funny to you instead of like constantly having yes. to like wrestle with identity in your stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, I will, here's the thing. I will claim it for sure. Like I do, you know what I mean? I'm never, yeah. I don't shy away. I'm like, yeah, excuse me. Yes, yes. And I have this, you know, but I don't think it's like, um, I don't think for me it's central to my work. I mean, maybe that's, Again, maybe that's cop out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's a cop out maybe, at maybe all. I'm just I don't. I don't think it's a cop uh, out at all. Yeah. No. Um, but yes, I mean, I will. I mean, I think. I think what it is is that I'm. Especially, I don't think that there is a a lot of um, like combo Middle Eastern and Latinx representation. Like, I don't think that's super prevalent you know what i mean i don't know if i have any examples of anybody who's like really uh well known or even decently well known who's kind of like mining that very specific uh, mix and in a way i'm kind of like it's me you know i'm just like ah you know i'm not i'm not trying to use either one too much but like whenever it comes out oh yep i can pull from there i can pull from there um i think that's kind of the superpower you know i can kind of just like pull from amalgamation of places and turn it into something you know that's just me myself um 
Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, I can't, I mean, that, that just makes me think of shout outs to Alex Nader, the first ever guest on this show. She is uh, Venezuelan and Lebanese, so like somewhat similar mix to you. Oh, okay. I need to meet, I need to meet. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, you two would get along. You two yeah. would definitely get along. Well, and the thing, okay, and here's the other crazy thing, you know, my, so my father was adopted. Mm. So I had to learn much later in life that we were like, that I was Lebanese at all. Wow. You know what I mean? Where like, you know, he was, um, I mean, he was adopted very young too. Like he was like, you know, a baby, 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 baby. And I think he had a lot of, I think he, well, he's got a lot, he's got a lot going on, but a lot of like, mm. you know, how much do I want to learn and how much uh, is that? Am I disrespecting my adopted parents? Uh, mm, right, you know, like, right. I think he had a lot of identity questions, like really, really deep ones that like, I think caught him up unfortunately because i think it just does you know i think it yeah i mean it does to anybody can, i think yeah exactly it'll really train you on your head and i and i don't think his generation was really given the tool to examine it very well and definitely not <laughs> definitely not that, not that i'm and that's sometimes i'm just like i'm not good at this and i know baby boomers are not good at this so like yes yes i've sort of had to do a bunch of work on my own you know i've had to kind of seek it out and like i think that's yeah, I think that's been something, a, a, a very personal journey for me where I'm just like, okay, I didn't really get given a lot to work with here and anything that I want to find meaning in, I will have to do it myself, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think that's a beautiful, I think that's a beautiful thing about you, like a theme that I'm sensing about you, John, is like this idea of like hitting a point, like just to use like the high school analogy, just like hitting a point where you're like, oh, okay, well, if I want to have XYZ be a part of my life, like if I want to quote unquote graduate high school, like I got to take this shit upon myself. Like I got to do this work yeah. myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I wasn't given a ton of self-discipline to start with. So Nor was I, baby. Nor was I. Oh my God, man. What a mess. What a mess. I put my mind um, Oh, say, oh my God. I know. I'm Now I'm just like, what can I do for you? Anything. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. <laughs> got it oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I did, did i say that oh no <laughs> yeah no i know the feeling uh so we're like starting to wind down mm -hmm. on time why don't we why don't we do our like you know greedy capitalist pig plug section of the show before we before we wind down tell us about what you're working because you're putting shit out right now in a way that a lot of creative people that i know aren't and i want people to know about it right right and thank you for saying that because sometimes i'm like am i is anybody seeing this shit um, Oh no i see it i see it maybe. yes no so um so i've been working on this is kind of like my big project that i'm really excited about that i'm i don't know you know we everybody got just wrecked you know this year creatives everybody was it was a, a nightmare everybody's shit got canceled mm -hmm. you know there was there's no plans for the future and i you know, again, one of these old connections that I've had for a while, you know, a friend of mine who works with this, um, you know, well, I mean, they're a, uh, they're like a Broadway off Broadway production company who's just entirely out of work, has absolutely nothing going on. Mm. You know, he was like, hey, do you want to like put on some kind of show? We could maybe do it outdoors. We could do this. We could do that. And, you know, I have a huge backyard here in Queens. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like, yes, let's do it at my house. I will will have only... You know, we'll only have performers and a small, small, small crew here, you know, do all the, follow all the regulations, make sure this shit is really safe. 
uh, and a good space for like performers and a fun experience for the audience. And so there's these like these really high quality like live streamed variety shows that I'm doing. It is hosting. genuinely uh, like and in our in our circles like you see countless lives and like live stream shows. Whatever yours is by far the highest quality that I've seen of anybody in our. It's circle. like it's yeah, fine. usually it's like a Zoom show, which like I don't shit on. I don't have any. Pro I've I've done a couple of them and I'm like this is fun and like. I like it. I just sort of wanted to see if, you know, especially because I don't have any of the means, if this production company wanted to come to me and be like, whatever you want to do, and we'll do it for charity. Because that's kind of like a prerequisite for all my shit is I'm just like, okay, so who are we, who are we sending this right. money to? Like, who are we benefiting for? So like, you know, we've spent like, like 2,500 bucks, almost $3,000 to like various charities Amazing. over the last like six months doing these live stream shows. And they're really amazing. This is five own productions, by the way. I have to shout them out. My God, I love them. Um, Hell yeah. yeah. The series is called The Great Outdoors. And um, and yeah, it's been a it's been like a passion project. We just had the last one canceled due to a literal blizzard, but we're going to reschedule that in March. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, the other thing I'm working on right now is um, it's just like a weekly news like roundup show, kind of something that I've always wanted to do uh, with, my, with my roommate, Devin Ritchie. You know Devin. I do. I do. Shout out. And... Um, and we we literally just you know, we go to like a, a location it's this bar that's closed down the street and um it's called our wicked lady there in uh, in bushwick and um it's just us and our one friend casey worthington he shoots and edits the whole thing and we like put together like a little like segmented package with like you know uh little features of other artists that we like and like a lot of fun stuff just like kind of doing our own little fucking daily show whatever that we want oh, yeah. and that's weekly it's every tuesday too Drink craft tall boys it's called tall boys it's, it's called tall boys you know, i was waiting uh, for you to say the so, name yeah. of the show <laughs> the name of my show my god Ugh. i'm bad at promo i'm bad at, i can't do the stuff i do the same thing where i do like where i do when somebody asks me to plug my shit i do like a 20 minute like pre like description before i actually plug uh, the explainer actual on what's going on yeah god yeah oh, uh, god. um but those are the two main things I'm working on coming out right now. And, and um, I felt insanely blessed to be able to do anything right now. And, you know, again, I'm not a, I don't have fucking money. <laughs> I don't have I mean, anything. No. And so Listen. it's kind of on like, it's these, it's again, it's this network. It's this buoying of me, you know, that's like helped me. And I'm just trying to like, make sure we all give back whenever we do any of them. And um, I mean, it's like, for me, yeah, I mean, no. not to like, not to like suck your dick too much on the show, but like for me, as somebody who's also working on this like DIY level, like it's genuinely inspiring to see somebody putting out not only content consistently, but like quality content. Oh, yo, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you again. Oh, shit, I was I was hardcore. I was OD gassing you, but uh, in the moment, fuck. I was just saying I was just saying like for me as somebody who is working at a similar like DIY like no budget level, level uh, yeah. it's genuinely uh, it's heartening for me to see somebody at sort of at our level of everything, not only consistently putting out stuff, but putting out stuff of a, like a, a like really high quality and like respectable caliber. So I got to commend you on that, dude. I mean, I couldn't do it without 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 my people. Oh, also, oh, I didn't mention Kylie Holloway. You you must. Oh know yes, Kylie I do know Kylie. 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 Kylie puts together those great outdoor shows with me. And Kylie's like, responsible for La Mescla ever having a live show at Caveat. Yo, I mean, yeah, she's amazing, and I literally, I literally could not like. I'm a I'm a good producer for some reasons and not for other ones, and mm -hmm. I, she 
gets my ass in gear and is like also helps me book the thing. Yeah. Um, yes. So she's been instrumental in that too. But yes. Yeah. Oh, caveat. I missed. <laughs> me too. Me Take too. me back. Me too. Yeah. Me um, too. Amazing. Amazing. But yeah. Well, I appreciate you, you, man. I really do. Thank and you, thank you for thank having me Thank you so much on. for doing this. Thank you so much for doing this. This was a blast. Yes. Yes, my man. Um, hopefully I see you sometime. My God. Can I hang <laughs> out and watch basketball or something? <laughs> I would die. I would die. And you know, even before the pandemic, I like desperately wanted to get a group of comedians to play terrible pickup basketball. And if that's ever a possibility, Yo, you know, my first call. We will get that together. We absolutely will get that together. Um, who's your team? Are you a Knicks fan? Yes. Yes, I am. How do you feel? You should feel okay. This year I just got feel Derek Rose okay. back. That sucks. I'm not necessarily that mad about that, but I'm like, I am, yes, I'm a Knicks fan, which is like uh, most of the time a source of shame, but I'm really, I'm more encouraged this year than I have been in a long ass. You should, both of us, I'm like, hey, Kings, Knicks, they were there. We're okay, something, finally. Something. I just, something. the bar is low and it, they're passing it. That's all I needed. <laughs> it only took us 50 minutes for this to become an NBA podcast. I love it. Just that. full on. Yeah. Hey, you know what? This is what happens. All right. It's off the cuff, baby. Oh and when I'm God. off the cuff, I'm talking about basketball. Yeah, so everybody check out Tall Boys. Everybody check out the Honey Boot Phase. Everybody check out um, the um, the live show, which is called uh, The Great, Great Outdoors. Outdoors. Uh, John, thank you so much for being here. Welcome back. Yo, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. I know I promise you this. Yeah. Material shit Stop. don't make you rich. Coisa material é um vício que não define quem é rico. Vamos lá então. And that's it for this week's episode of La Mescla. Thank you so much to John Farnsworth for coming in. Thank you to Zoom for hosting the call, even though you are the bane of my existence. To Authentic Talent Literary Management for hooking the show up, as always. Thank you to you uh, for listening to and continuing to engage with the show. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. There will be a Twitter soon. There will be a website soon. I'm saying this on the air so that I can hold myself accountable for it. Uh, I hope you have a great week and we'll be back with more content uh, next week. Te prometo, é tudo que você vai querer. De boa, só quero que a vida seja tranquila. Comida essa vida por uma mulher bonita, não vacila. Não pisa na bola, eu perdi meu caminho, mas lembrei da volta. Agarra tua chance de sucesso e não solta. Não paro pra nada, cara, nem quebra mola. Melhor coisa que eu fiz foi pra escola. Olha só como é que o mundo roda. Joguei fora energia negativa e em troca ganhei inspiração. Então anota aí, eu só quero ser feliz. Morrendo tendo orgulho das coisas boas que eu fiz. And I'm older, I know for all that I know.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.